Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I am your host. On today's episode, we are talking talking about ditching the labels to increase your peace. So, you know, we're going to talk about what are labels? Um, really, they're definitions or assumptions. So what are they? Where do they come from? And I'm going to give you three examples of word studies. So I won't spend a huge amount of time on them. I'm just going to share with you an example of three words and how you might choose to look at each one of them. I'm going to give you three dangers to look out for when you're labeling something or when you hear other people labeling something. And I'm going to share four tips with you about what you could do. Okay. Get ready. This is one you might want to take some notes for. Um, you can definitely come back to it if you're driving or, or um, out doing something, you know, walking wise. You can come back to this and, and take some notes. Okay. Enjoy. All right, let's get started. So let's talk for a minute about the distinction between three terms. So the first thing is um, a label, right? So when I talk about label, I'm talking about things like, okay, you had an experience, you had an interaction, and you're labeling it, whether it's good or bad. Okay. Then, then you have your definitions. Okay. So definitions, everybody thinks that there is a common kind of understood definition of a word, right? So you notice how I started off with, if, when I talk about labels, this is what I mean. See, yes, you can look up your, um, word in, in a dictionary and it will give you a, a definition, right? It, you can do a word study. And if you <laughs> do this for very long, you'll understand something that, that happens over time. Um, the words, you will look at the definitions and there, it's like there's multiple definitions, right? There's multiple meanings for that word. Again, everybody thinks that there is this common agreement or understanding on what that word means. But just by looking at the dictionary, you can understand there's different there's different terms, there's different ways of looking at it, right? So is there really agreement on words or terms or labels? Okay, a perfect example, really quick, um, the word rich, right? What does rich mean to you? Well, I can almost guarantee you, if I lined up a 100 people, and I asked them, what does rich mean to you, I'm going to get at least 60 or 70 different definitions. Okay. So something as simple as one four letter word can mean very different things. Now take that to the next level and you have what we call attachments. Okay. So they're beyond just labeling something good or bad. They're beyond just defining something. It's, it's having an attachment, which really means having an opinion. Um, and some people have very strong opinions, don't they? <laughs> right. They are so attached to this one thing that they just, they almost can't get over it. Okay. So I want to share with you three words that seemingly have the same definition However, I'm going to describe to you, based on my own experience interacting with people, how these three words show up differently. And, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about why that's so important. Okay. Cause you might be asking yourself, Michelle, this is great. You know, I tune into your podcast to, to figure out how to think not to study words. Right. But you see, when it boils down to it, 
the, the it's not just about the words it's about the meaning behind the words and so this fits squarely in the camp of thinking right because if you change the way that you think about words then everything you say to yourself everything that you take in everything you notice about others all of a sudden looks different okay so follow me here all right so the first word we're going to talk about is this word called sacrifice okay um sacrifice uh, that's a, an interesting word isn't it so some people that i've talked to and and i even have had this um belief in the past that the word sacrifice really means service right we're going to serve somebody else we're going to sacrifice our time right so that we can go out and serve somebody in our community okay Another way of looking at it, though, is that when you talk about the word sacrifice, it's that you're losing out on something, right? I am sacrificing something. Now, if you take that to the next step, you can be sacrificing something and gaining something else, right? So if you sacrifice your time to serve others and serving others is a value to you, then sacrifice is a good thing. But if you're, maybe you're, you know, sacrificing your daily schedule items because, you know, somebody else is in great need and it's, you never get back to what you need to do. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Right? Now, I tend to look at the word sacrifice a little bit differently these days. I see there's a bit of danger behind it unless you really understand what it means. Because sacrifice to me is um, a limitation that we put on our giving. Okay. So, so let me put it this way. Let's say you're sacrificing your time to go out and, um, you know, help a neighbor, right? Uh, the other day I, I ran out some books to a friend of mine. Okay. So I'm sacrificing my time in order to go and bless her. Right now, if I call that a sacrifice, well, then the hidden meaning behind that word is that I'm losing out on something, right? But if I'm losing out on something, then that means I can have a loss, right? Okay. And if I believe that I can have a loss, that I can have a limitation, then I can't be really living an abundant life, can I? <laughs> okay. Having the belief that I, I have everything I need right now. Does that make sense? All right. So if I choose to look at this act of going and, and serving my, my friend it's not a sacrifice to me. It's something I get to do, right? It's a blessing to me to bless her. I'm not giving something up so that I can bless her. I am actively going out in a positive way and I'm blessing her. Okay. See, it's a very subtle difference, but it makes all of the difference to you in your life. Okay. It's these little beliefs in the back of our head that kind of run our behavior. And if you've always been taught that you need to sacrifice yourself for other people, you will always do that. And it lives itself out in ways where, you know, you should be doing X, Y, and Z, but you don't because, you know, you're, you're, oh, here's a great example. Your kid forgot their homework at home. And so now you're going to stop what you're doing at work so that you can go and take their homework to them. Right. It shows up in those subtle ways where in, you know, in reality, if you, you believe that, Hey, I want to take them their homework. Like I love to do that. Awesome. Go and do it. Or if you're like me, you're like, Hey man, wow, that really sucks. I, I hope you remember it next time. Right. And I feel perfectly happy in doing that. 
Okay, but the the term sacrifice kind of has this connotation sometimes that, you know, you're, you're going to lose out if you help somebody else. And is that true? That's all I'm asking you to think about. Is that true? Okay. Let me, let me throw out another term. And for those of you who follow my work for any length of time, you understand that I use this term sometimes in different ways. Okay. The word universe. Okay. So to some people, this word is no big deal. It just is a word, right? There's no attachment to it. It's just, you know, when they think about it, they think of, you know, the whole wide world, the universe, right? To other people, and I, I'm very consciously aware of this, but to other people who have been um, trained, in, especially in religion, right, that when I use the word universe, they get a little bit upset and they're like, Michelle, why don't you just call it what it is? God, right? And they get upset because they have been trained to use the term God instead of universe. However, they don't realize that some people do not have this same relationship with the term God. And so when I say universe, those people understand. Okay. I try to be very careful with the audience that I'm speaking to, but you guys know, I mean, I, I, I hear from many of you that listen to the podcast and I have a really good understanding of the, the regulars that keep coming back. So that's awesome. Um, but on any given day, we can have visitors here who I don't know. Right. And so when I use the term universe, I will usually follow it up with extra meaning. So you understand what I'm talking about. But sometimes when I, I'm conscious that sometimes when I say that word, that there are some people who freak out a little bit. Okay. Now other people, they look at this term universe as a scientific or a mathematical term, right? And still others, you know, I, I will equate this to, to God being the grand overall designer. I will explain it that, you know, when I'm talking about universe, I'm talking about whatever this you know, other than you power is outside of yourself, right? If you choose to label that as God, if you choose to label that as energy, if you choose to label that as universe, it does not matter. They are all equally the same. Okay. Your label comes from your conditioning in your past. So when you get so attached to that label and, and you say, well, oh, I can't listen to you now because you're talking about universe and not God. Well, that's okay. I mean, there's other people to listen to. I, I wish you well, right? But I just want you to be aware that it has nothing to do with what I'm sharing with you today and everything to do with your attachment to the term or the label or the definition of what universe means. Okay. Now, last word that we're going to look at, love. Okay. Just four letter word, love. Some people believe that love is a feeling right? That you can have these feelings of love that well up inside you, right? Some people believe that love is an action, that it has nothing to do with feelings and everything to do about what you do for somebody else, right? Now, I find it interesting that usually you're kind of in one camp or the other, right? And so the, the, the people who are in the action camp say, well, that's great that you, you feel love, but you've got to actually do something, right? And, and they kind of look at those people who are feeling love and when they fall out of love and they, you know, maybe ditch a relationship, the people who are in the action camp go, see, that's not really love, right? But the people who are in the feeling camp, they, they look at those in the action camp and they say, well, that's great that you're doing those things, but how do we know that you're doing it in love? Maybe it's just a checkbox for you, right? Two different ways of thinking about it. 
Now, you know, another idea, how do you want to be loved? Right? So Gary Chapman wrote the five love languages book. If you haven't read it, I highly suggest it. Um, everybody has a different way of feeling loved, right? But how do you want to be loved? So for me, I love when people, number one, keep their promises. And number two, when they encourage me and support me in my growth. Okay. Anything else on top of that is golden. If you want to give me a gift, fine, that that'll work. Right. Um, but I want the meaning behind it. Okay. However, how do the people in your life want to be loved? Okay. So I know that there are several people in my house, their love language is touch. Right. And so I, I try to make sure that, you know, when I'm coming into a room, I'm like, um, you know, maybe my son's sitting there and I kind of rub his shoulder and, and I smile at him. Right. I know that that's showing love to him. One child, uh, loves when you give gifts, right? So I'm very conscious about these little teeny tiny gifts I can give to, to that child throughout the day. Okay. So I've shared four things about love. Which one is true? Is it a feeling? Is it an action? Is it how you want to be loved? Is it how the other person wants to be loved? Well, which one is true? It really depends, doesn't it? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at here. It depends on the label, the definition, and the attachment that you put on that word. Now, in my opinion, I can look at them and say, hey, they're all true, right? They all represent a different side of love. And probably there are more sides to love that I didn't share here. Okay. So this, this is why it's important because things pop up in our life and we don't even realize that we're putting a label on it. Okay. So, so let me give you an example. Um, injury, illness, death, grief, struggle, uh, COVID-19, right? A sheltering at place. Is this a good thing or is it a bad thing? If you were to list all of those things, would you say that they're good or they're bad? See, whatever you label it as is, is actually the truth. Okay. Because some people would look at it as a good thing and others would look at it as a bad thing. And some people would see, Hey, a little bit of both, right? So who determines whether it's good or bad? You do. Okay. This is the point of what I'm trying to talk about. You determine whether things in your life are good or bad. You think that this thing shows up and it's, it's bad, right? When in reality, you get to determine if it's good or bad. Okay. Now, listen, there are three dangers that you need to be aware of when you're labeling things. Okay. So you need to understand that labeling something is basically limited on your current understanding. Okay. So up until this point in your life, you are making a judgment on that thing based on what has happened in your past. Okay. Now, do you have all of the information to make that judgment? I don't know. Do you? And how do you know you have all the information to make that judgment? Okay. I mean, you're making a judgment based on what you have gathered up until this point, but perhaps you could be missing things that you're not even aware of. Right. 
So we have a thing um, that we're trying to really institute in, in our house because we have people who have very strong opinions in this house, um, which is just fine if you want to have a strong opinion. I'm not, I will never tell you what to think, okay? However, we want to build in our children this idea, well, I do, <laughs> of right versus more right, okay? So let's use that example of love again. If you were to tell me that love is a feeling, is that wrong? No, it's not wrong. But based on the four examples I told you about love, would that be the whole truth? No, it wouldn't be the whole truth. So, so if you said it's a feeling, you would be right. If you said it's an action, you would be right. Now, if you said it's a feeling, an action, how you want to be loved, how they want to be loved, and probably something else, right? That would be more right than just saying a feeling. You get what I'm getting at here? Okay, so right versus more right. Honestly, I think if more people will go through life and have this sort of philosophy, you know, then we could see that everybody is right because they're bringing something to the table. And the more right option is probably everybody's perspective put into one. Okay, so that's the first danger. The second danger is just, you know, that that it's a judgment, right? And with judgment, usually there comes feelings. So we have this understanding that I, uh, I'm judging this thing and I have a strong feeling about it. Right. And usually out of those feelings, you get actions. Okay. And many times the actions can hurt either yourself or other people. So for example, you know, uh, something was happening last night. I don't know what it was. My kids and I were watching a um, a show. We had been, you know, talking about it and it, it was a, a little bit more of an adult show, but I love this because it gives us great conversation. So I can't tell you how many times during this show we talked about things that we probably wouldn't have ever talked about. Right. And my husband comes in and he immediately sees the show we're watching and just announces, you know, you shouldn't be watching this. And he has strong emotions. And long story short, we had to turn off the show because, you know, he didn't like it. And what I'm trying to get at here is he had a, a, a judgment, right? That had a strong feeling, an opinion, an attachment to it. And out of that, there was this strong visceral reaction of this is what you should and shouldn't be doing. Now he had no understanding or idea of what led up to that, right? He was only judging based on what he knew. Okay. Now I'm not throwing my husband under the bus. This, this happens to all of us. This is just a great example. Okay. So your judgment leads to feelings, which leads to actions. And then, you know, you can hurt other people if you're not careful. Now, he could have come into that situation and he could have, you know, kind of observed things as they were going and maybe asked some questions to gather some data that he didn't know about before he made a judgment. Or you can actually get to the point where you're just experiencing and noticing and observing things and not even making a judgment. But that's for another podcast, okay? All right. So the third danger in labeling things is that it keeps you stuck. You know, when you're labeling and, and you have such a strong attachment to this one idea, this is how I have to do it, right? It keeps you stuck. You can't take in new data and you can't grow. And quite frankly, that's a, a really bad place to be. See, I labeled that for you. Um, and the reason why is because it, it, it's like you're, you're a hamster running in, a, in their wheel, right? You're not going anywhere. You're working really, really, really hard, but you're not going anywhere. 
and many people who are experiencing that have very high stress and, and they're really um, having some health issues and, and their whole life is affected by it. And really their fix is if everybody would just listen to me and do what I told them to do, then the world would be a better place. Okay. All right. So what are some things that you can do? Well, you know, there, there are four quick things I'm going to cover. So the first one is just to notice when somebody is labeling something, whether it be you or somebody else, just notice, right? So if you're talking to a friend and they're like, oh my gosh, my kid is driving me crazy. You know, I hate this quarantine, right? That's a label. She's labeling the quarantine as a bad thing. Now, I'm not saying reach out to her and tell her this. I'm just saying notice it. And I'm not saying that she's right or wrong. Just notice it. Okay. Or when you're, you know, when you do something, I have a friend who, you know, he, he works really hard on, on all kinds of things and he's very successful, but every now and then he'll make a mistake. And the first thing that he says is, oh man, I'm such a screw up. Okay. That was a label. Notice it. All right. Now, when you or somebody else labels something, what do you feel inside? So maybe you've come upon this interaction and you've labeled like, this should not be happening, right? Or, hey, you listen to the news. This should not be happening, right? How does that make you feel? And then the next step is to ask yourself, is that true? And true meaning uh, fully true. So for example, if somebody says, you know, this, this coffee is, is hot, Okay, maybe your relationship with coffee is that coffee is a lot hotter than what they just said, right? So in in relationship to their judgment, this coffee is hot. Is that right? Is that true? Well, yes. Is it completely true? Well, no, because sometimes people like it cooler. Sometimes they like it hotter, right? So so just ask yourself, is that true? Honestly, if you're if you're watching anything on social media, you know, if somebody comes through and they say, oh, my children are wonderful. Oh, they're great. You know, is that true? Well, yes, it's true. Is that the full picture? Probably not, right? Their children aren't perfect. They're just showing you a picture, right? Same thing. Another thing that you can do is ask somebody for the definition or clarification. So I, I just call this collecting more data. So when somebody is telling you about something, just ask them a, a few more questions, the more data you can get in, the more that you can kind of throw that around in your mind and go, oh, I get it. This is what they're really talking about. Okay. The best assumption you can ever make. Hey, listen, guys, th this is gold right here. Get ready. Are you ready? The best assumption a person can ever make is the assumption that you know nothing. Okay. When you come into an interaction and you have these, you know, these judgments, these beliefs, these opinions, these attachments, along with your, your conversation, now we're going to have issues because we might be talking about the same thing, but we have a different, you know, belief about what we're talking about. Okay. So if you can come into a conversation and, and, you know, just act like, you know, nothing and ask a lot of questions, you're going to be better off. Okay.
All right. I hope that was helpful for you today. I hope it really kind of, you know, got you thinking a little bit and, and made you a, more aware of how your own brain works. Okay. So I have a challenge for you today. Now, it's pretty simple. It's one of those that it's very simple, but it's going to completely change the way you think. Okay. So, so for those of you who are brave enough, I want you to try this with me. All right. And I say with me, cause I'm actually going to do this for myself too. So you just need one piece of paper, scrap paper, anything will do, but you're going to kind of be connected to this piece of paper throughout your whole day. Okay. One piece of paper. So I just want you to start practicing noticing when other people label things or judge things. Okay. It can be from you or it can be from another person. So I want you to write down at least three examples of people who, who have labeled or judged something. Now you might say, oh my gosh, Michelle, how am I going to notice that? Well, if you need a source, here's a couple of things. First of all, you can watch the news. Okay. That always has an opinion or a judgment on it. Um, I would just highly caution you that when you step into this activity and you're watching the news, you want to be doing it with the intention to notice the labels. Okay. Not necessarily to capture what they're telling you. Okay. So protect your mind a little bit. Okay. And Hey, if you're home with other people today, um, there's going to be opinions and judgments flying all over the place. That's excellent. It gives you great sources to write those down on your paper. Okay. Have fun with this experiment with it. Just notice that's all you're trying to do. You're not trying to ch change somebody else's mind. You're not trying to change your own mind. You're just trying to notice and observe. Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. That's all I have for you today. Um, thank you so much for being here. I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.